Happy New Year from the California Cattlemen's Association and welcome to season four of Sorting Pin, the California Cattlemen podcast. I'm your host, Katie Roberti and CCA's Director of Communications. Whether you've been listening to this podcast for years or this is the very first episode you've turned on, I'm excited to get to sort through the issues and events impacting California's ranching families and producers again with you this year. Tune in every other Monday for new episodes and follow our brand new Facebook page, Sorting Pen, for more. Without further ado, let's get this season started in three, two, one. Well, Happy New Year and welcome back to another episode of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen podcast. Welcome to season four, actually, of this podcast. If you've been listening along, I hope you had a great Christmas break and a good holiday season as we took a break from the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you'll go back and listen to some of the previous episodes from other seasons to get plugged in with what we do on this podcast. But for those of you listening for the first time, I'm Katie Roberti. I'm the California Cattlemen's Association's Director of Communication. We started this podcast to connect more with members and those in the industry and to just talk through some of the issues and challenges and work that we're doing at CCA. So that's what we're going to do this year. And to start us off, we have our main leaders of the California Cattlemen's Association joining us. We have President Steve Arnold and Vice President Rick Roberti joining us to talk through some of the priorities for CCA leadership this year, some New Year goals, and just what CCA is going to be working on in the new year. So welcome, Steve and Rick, to the first episode of the year. Hello. Thank you, Katie. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you both. Steve, let's get started with talking about what the start of the year looks like for CCA leadership. What will officers be doing? What do you guys have going on to kind of set the foundation for the year? Uh, Well, first off, let me just say that we have a new second vice president, John Estelle, San Diego County, with an interesting background in public lands use that isn't involving federal lands of any kind, BLM or Forest Service. He's more involved in county and private holdings. As an addition, I just want to say thank you to Sheila publicly, Bowen, for her two years of service and all she's done to promote CCA over her term. I've attended a lot of meetings with Sheila, and she's very positive and very good at what she does. Yeah, Um, I'm glad you missed that. We're absolutely going to miss Sheila, but luckily we know she'll stay involved. She doesn't go far. Even when she was California Cattle Women's President, then she came over to us, so... That's good. And if you want to learn more about John and you're listening, check out the latest magazine in February. There'll be a whole write-up on John in it, as well as go to our website to read a bio on John and then all the officers as well. One thing, just as a follow-up, you asked what we were getting ready to do. We're getting ready to start to attend the winter and spring county meetings. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, we will have been in Shasta and Tehama counties. So that's always an interesting time. I love going to the uh, different counties and visiting with them after the meetings. And I like to talk to them during the meetings, but you get a lot more after the meeting. Marek, I think you might have something to add. It's fun going to those meetings. Uh, some people are there just to have fun and dinner, and but a lot of them are there to find out what we're doing, how we're spending their dues money and what's on the horizon. So that's important, but... One of the reasons we go is to uh, find out what what they're thinking so they can help us when we get together as an officer and staff team to uh, figure out what issues we want to work on for the year. So uh, please come to those meetings and feel free to ask questions. A lot of people are awful quiet sometimes. 
But that's why we're there. Steve mentioned um, a couple of meetings are going to be already held. Shasta will be held. Tehama will be held this weekend before this podcast episode goes out. But really all spring officers will be traveling up and down the state and across and all over. Um, so definitely connect with them there. Officers will also be attending the National Cattlemen's meetings in Orlando. And our executive committee will probably meet early this year as well. So a busy start to the year for sure. Steve, before you kind of get to those meetings, I just kind of wanted to talk about what are a few of CCA's priorities for this year as of now? Of course, Kirk always notes that those can change based on what gets introduced in the legislature. But for now, what are some of the priorities that we're kind of looking at? I think what kind of the two, at least the two top ones, and maybe they go together, and I think they always are, is uh, constant surveillance, environmental issues that are coming, possibly coming legislatively, and regulatory issues. I'm, I'm separating the two but I probably shouldn't. Those are always on the top of the list every year. Predator control policies of specifically the wolf having shown up in Tulare County now that's continuing funding for depredation of the wolves, I think will be one. The fire thing hasn't gone away. It hasn't been solved entirely. So I'm sure there'll be discussions on that and grazing of public lands in one form or another or on land fire control burns is always an issue that's some big goals yeah those are some big goals i'm sure you have some to add rick yeah i think you hit on the big ones at the convention this year we didn't have a wildfire subcommittee meeting but we did have a really well attended wolf subcommittee meeting because the people are getting a little excited now that it's it's here to stay i think one of the most harsh questions that was asked when they asked Dr. Tina Saitoon, who, along with Ken Tate, have been studying these wolves now for a couple of years. And she was asked the question of, do you think these wolves are going to spread throughout the whole state? And her answer was a definitely yes. So I was told years ago they were coming my way. I didn't believe it, but they're here now every night. We need to be ready for this. I've been talking with Kirk about other things we possibly could go, other ways we could maybe intervene a little bit. Because I think predators have become an issue that uh, the whole state's going to face, not just the wolf, but we have a mountain lion problem. We have a bear problem. We have several problems. And it's not just our problem. It's a real wildlife problem with what we see happening in our own area with the deer population. So we're going to maybe shoot at a different angle or two on that. We're here to help ranchers stay in business and, and promote good legislation and fight back against the bad. And we know there's a lot of things out there we can't handle and we can't do everything. We're glad we have RTAP, which is through our foundation. And that's a service for you as producers, members, or anybody who needs some advice from a couple of great guys, Jack and Noah. If you don't know about RTAP, look it up. They're at your disposal and they're doing a great job. Another thing we're going to have to worry about is our insurance problem in California. And we know we've got lots of problems, but locally we've had producers who tell me their rates have doubled and tripled. And I mean, they were already expensive to the point where you can't afford to get coverage on your buildings. So I hope we can talk about that a little more because after the wildfires, especially in our area, insurance become a just a really tough issue. Yeah, I dropped my fire insurance <laughs> because I could, because you can't pay for that. I might as well not be in business if I have to pay the fire insurance. And luckily I had the the option of dropping it. I hope I don't regret that at some point in the future, but 
that's what I did. Those are a lot of big priorities, as we mentioned early on in the podcast. Outside of policy priorities, though, I know there's other goals the officer team has. Some of those came away from convention. The officer team had a call right after convention to talk through it. If you attended convention and filled out a survey, thank you. If you attended and still have thoughts, um, reach out to Gracie in our office to let her know, and she can get you that survey link as well. But there was a few takeaways and goals the officer team brought back this year from convention. Steve, do you want to just touch on one or two of those? It became kind of apparent that we need to make a bigger effort reaching out to the young, younger members, the YCC members. There was a lot of college students there from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, Chico, Davis, everywhere, all the ag universities, affiliated universities. And while we try to get a, an officer into everything that happens at convention, there's so much stuff that we don't always get that done. But those are the kind of things that we really need to prioritize. I think over time we've seen, and I mean the history of, of the California cattlemen, you get some involvement when people are young, pretty good involvement, up to you know 35, and maybe their kids are taking priority at that point because they're really, really busy until they're 55. And it's really difficult to maintain that, you know, hierarchy of involvement until people get into middle age and, and beyond and have time to give back to the CCA. You know, it's just those kind of issues that we face. And I don't know that we'll ever solve them, but they're there. Yeah, I think they're uh, they're just waiting for some uh, support. I think there's some great advisors in these groups, and I think we reach out to the advisors. I think they'll do whatever we need to do to make it better for them at the convention, and they actually make quite a spark when those kids are all around us. So Steve's right. We need we need to set up a way that we can spend more quality time with those kids instead of just bumping into them here and there. And I think they'd be all for it, and I think it'd be a big plus to us. Just as a as an example. I've been invited to Cal Poly several times in the last two or three years to uh, address the Young Cattlemen's Association down there. And it's kind of a hoot to go down there. Because they have their dinner party like the counties do. They do their barbecue and, and listen to an old man you know, pontificate things. But in the end, there's always some great questions. Kids aren't afraid. They just they'll ask you anything. And that, that's a hoot. I joke. Usually we've got a, somebody steps in and says, okay, you've been here long enough. Because <laughs> I, have a, I have a really good time at those events, and I don't know that there's that, that other colleges do that also, but Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, it's fun. We might have a slight bias towards Cal Poly on this podcast, but you might be doing something right, Steve. Cal Poly had over 40 students at convention, so we'll give you credit. Well, it's my county. <laughs> I'm sure it has something to do with that. Yeah. I think that's a great goal. Um, outside of Cal Poly having kids there, I think there was over, I want to say over 100 YCC students at convention. So that's great to see. And hopefully that'll continue strong. And this year, Steve's on the note of mem membership and involvement. At the start of your presidency, we sat down and talked about some of your priorities for your time at CCA and what you wanted to get done. And one of those top priorities that you told me was you want to get CCA membership and engagement back to where it was before COVID happened. We saw kind of a little bit of a drop off, I think, as most groups did during COVID. How is CCA working to achieve this? And 
How are you still looking to make this a priority of yours in the second year of your presidency? I don't know that we've achieved it yet. It's, it seemed like the attendance at convention was down slightly. And I don't know whether people just got out of the habit or if there's still a little residual worry of, of you know, in the older generation. And I'm not denigrating the elders because I'm one of them. But I think it's important that we keep reaching more and more in the way of membership helping. And we've been really successful here in San Luis Obispo County, as you know. And I'm including we in that I haven't done a whole lot about that except come up with ideas. But we've had a really good team, membership team here. And hopefully that's what we are getting into by bringing Gracie Machado as a membership coordinator at the state level, reaching out to all our counties. And I know she's going with us to Shasta and Tehama to help, but that I think is going to make a big difference where we can, we can offer bonuses, benefits, and actually make that reach out, that direct touch to people and get them interested in back in in CCA and what we have going on. Steve mentioned Gracie and then kind of hesitated with her last name. Gracie recently got married. So congratulations, Gracie. But we don't really exactly know how to say her last name. It's very long. So she'll be on the next episode. We're going to talk through what Gracie's going to be doing at the Red Bluff Bowl and Gelding sale as far as membership, but also get a lesson on how to say her new last name. So look for that. But Gracie has taken over Lisa Brindlin's position, who is now doing more work with the California Cattlemen's Foundation on education. And Gracie's going to have a full-time membership position with CCA, or she already is serving that role with CCA. So that's going to be something that we're really excited about to have um, this entire year as we move throughout 2024. Another thing, Katie, we talked about at the convention was at our local Cattlemen's Association meeting. We talked about how the, the cow herd has changed. And there's so many producers now with the average cow herd being 40 that just have a hard time coming up with their dues money. So we were talking about different ways to make it a little easier on them to uh, be part of a active member. So that's one thing we're going to be talking about a lot because these people are very important and CCA works for everybody that has one cow to a thousand cows or more. So uh, we want them to be a part of it. We're not just exactly sure how to how to make that work for them, but we're really working on it because we want them to be a regular member instead of associate members most of the time. So I look forward to the working with the officers, Mike Kleski and John and Frank. They're a good group. They want to get something done. And our staff and our secretary, Bev, she's just wonderful. And the staff works hard. And I like to stress when I go to the meetings, the one thing that I want to assure the people that's happening is that the staff is doing their jobs. And I'm always just excited to say they're they're doing more than they have to do. They work hard, they care, and they want CCA to really be a voice in Sacramento. It's great working with them. So uh, I look forward to that because uh, we have a great product and we have great people that produce this product. I mean, we're making food and we're taking care of the land and we're taking care of wildlife and we're doing a good job. We have nothing to be ashamed of. Unless you're not doing a good job, then you do. And we want you to change. Other than and that, we've got to remember that we're selling a product at all times. And it's not just a product. Beef tastes good to everybody that really wants to enjoy something good. We need to start listening a little more as, as leaders and as cattlemen to the, to the people that eat our product. We're not always right. And there's some things we can change to, to do even better. But 
they're watching us, and I think we have a great story to tell, but it's going to be a fun year. Steve's doing a great job. That's about all I have to say, Katie. Well, you're not getting any money, Rick. That's the only thing. Hey, Katie, let me let me just dovetail on what Rick just said there because I was going to come back with this, but it is reflective on the staff and what you have all been able to do. And let me just start out with Billy. You don't realize how really good Billy is, people skills good, until you get up to the top of the ladder, so to speak, the presidency where, you know, I communicate with Billy pretty regularly now. But it's about the longevity in my my mind is what we what he's been able to do by keeping Lisa and Kirk and and you, not that you're as senior as those three are, but you're getting closer. But by adding the new young younger Maureen and Gracie, the really, really team and it makes everything much easier to to generate enthusiasm amongst the members with that kind of team in place so i just want to say publicly for you all have your specialties and every one of you is really good at what you do so thank you thanks steve i know our whole team appreciates that i definitely do agree with that on billy's longevity we are also be talking about our mid-year convention coming up and sounds like maybe it'll be coming up to maybe a little closer to Northern California. We had a very successful cattle pack fundraiser this year down South. Sometimes we do that along with our mid-year meeting, but uh, I'd like to encourage you to get to the mid-year meeting if you can. Our attendance there has fallen off greatly too after COVID. So we'd like to get that those numbers back up. And the one thing that some people might be interested to know is that we will not be at the Nugget next year in Sparks for our convention that the Nugget was booked. So uh, many have been wanting to go somewhere else and try something different. So I think what they do, if they put out some bids to some of the other larger convention centers there in Reno, it should be something fun, something different, and I'll probably get lost. Well, we're coming to the end of our time here, but I just wanted to end uh, by asking each of you, we'll start with Steve, why you think we should all be optimistic for a great year for California cattle ranchers. And we kind of just touched on that. My optimism always starts with nature, Katie. <laughs> we've, got, we've got off to some uh, a good start down here in my country. We've got some good rains, grass is coming, screen, still feeding a few cattle, but it's coming. And the market is, you know, through the roof good, and it probably will just get a little bit better. I'm thinking that's optimistic for a lot of reasons. Those are two. Yeah, I agree with Steve. I mean, we all like to talk about the markets, and we all like to talk about the weather. And this year, it's good to talk about both of them. But there's a lot of other things that we do at CCA. In fact, that's not why we were established. But uh, one of the other things we do is the ledge breakfast when we meet down there in March with our legislators and me being from where I am, it's always been something new and sitting with people and finding out these people we that are representing us down there are a lot more like us than we think. They just need to know what we think and hear and what we're going through. So I'd, I'd invite you to that also, but I look forward to a very good year. We're excited for a good year as well as the staff. And like Steve said, uh, we got a great officer team with John joining us this year. So definitely look for that in the magazine. And we'll hope to hear from him on our podcast soon. But other than that, thank you both for making time for our first episode of the year. We'll be back in two weeks and we're going to be hearing hopefully from Jack Rice and Noah Lopez. As Rick mentioned, we 
do have the Rancher Technical Assistance Program that runs through the foundation and is sponsored by the California Cattle Council. They're going to be at Red Bluff with a brand new booth kind of paired up with other ag groups, including Farm Bureau and the trade show. So we're going to hear from them and then hear firsthand from a testimonial of someone that's worked with them on an issue and how they were able to help them solve that, as well as hear from Gracie and what she'll be doing in Red Bluff. So come back in two weeks. We'll have a full preview of Red Bluff. And until then, don't hesitate to reach out to any of the staff or officers. All that information is on our website at calcattleman.org. Thanks for listening.